Just so you know, all this content is available wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, or whoever else is out there, Apple Music, I'm pretty sure I'm on there. 3,000 subs on YouTube, and I got you guys to thank for it. I cannot express how thankful I am for you guys joining me along the way. I never would have thought I would have gotten, you know, it's a a modest following, but nevertheless, this is a a big milestone, and I never would have thought I would have gotten this far just starting uh, a YouTube channel like this. I'm just an average fan, diehard fan like you guys. I love to talk to Habs, and to be honest, I'm a bit of an introvert, so this channel and the adventure has allowed me to kind of get out of my, get out of my you know, typical box a little bit. And uh, it's been fun along the way. I hope you guys have enjoyed what I've done so far and are excited for what's to come. I know I am. Got some plans here and there. And you're going to have to bear with me here. This is a very special 3000 K, uh, K subs episode. And I also just finished up filming an epic episode, episode three of Buzzed and Baked with some surprise guests. And you guys will know who that is soon enough. Um, It was a lot of fun, so bear with me, but I'm gonna go through these fan questions. I got a ton today. Look at this stack. There's a ton of them. Some of these questions I'll get into in depth. Other ones I might rush a little bit um, just because I don't want this to last forever. It's getting pretty late, but I appreciate you all. Why don't we just get straight into it? Morgan Alec Burton on Instagram. Uh, Morgan's been a longtime listener. I really appreciate it, man. Cheers. Uh, he asks, who's your all-time favorite fourth liner? Uh, and I'll tell you right now, this one's an easy, easy one. Happy Lappy. I loved what he did uh, in the playoffs for, for us uh, 10 years ago or so. Um, hometown hero with the goal, I think, against the Pens or the, or the, or the Caps. Just a hilarious player, but good for a clutch goal here and there too. Absolutely love Maxime Lapierre. At PayYourPat on Twitter asks, what to do with Tatar? Sign trade or let him walk? And at Craig underscore 72 on Twitter. Uh, Craig's been a long time listener. I appreciate uh, that, buddy. Um, Similar question, any possible way to keep Tatar or do we trade him at the deadline? You know what? There's a lot of unknowns coming up here between the uh, expansion draft and, and... how the season's going to go, it's it's really hard to say. I would absolutely love to keep Thomas Tatar, how he's fit in Montreal. Um, and right now, he's clearly our most proven and best forward, not only offensively, but he's crazy strong defensively too. So I'd love to keep him, but there's a lot of question marks. It'd be hard for me to give you an answer one way or the other. Um, we're going to have to wait and see how it plays out. And I have similar questions in this regard, and we'll definitely get into that later on. Thanks for the questions. At Daniel... Charbs on Twitter asks, if you could make one trade for the entire year to make the team better in some way, what would it be? Um, Montreal's struggling in the face-off dot right now, and I kind of identified that as a weakness point prior to this season. I definitely think this team could use a veteran fourth-line center. Who that is, I'm not so sure. It's going to depend which teams kind of fall out of the playoff race. They'll be looking to trade their veteran centers. But uh, it would be good to get some some depth face-off ability, proven face-off ability uh, for this Habs team. Kimmy on YouTube asks, if you could pick one new Finnish player to join the Habs, who would it be? I'm going to assume she means league-wide here. I can just have any Finn to add to the Habs. Easily for me, I'm t- taking Miko Rantanen. This guy is a stud, the closest thing in this modern era of hockey to Peter Forsberg, and it's fitting who he's playing for on the Colorado Avalanche, but the size and the unbelievable skill to go along with it. Miko Rantanen's a fantastic player. I would 
Whew, I don't know what I'd do if he was a hap. At Bag of Tea on Twitter asks, uh, this is Yann Lafreniere, another longtime listener since the early days when I first started this channel. Really appreciate uh, you, buddy. Uh, he asks, regardless of the Finn connection, do you think we should separate KK and Armia? Um, and you know what? Actually, there's another longtime listener here that asked a similar question, at YYCanadians on Twitter. Andrew, another one. Boom. I uh, love you guys. You guys have been there since the early days. Uh, based on a small sample size, do you drop Armia to the fourth and bring uh, Paul Byron to the third? You know what? I'm not sure the Finn connection matters in terms of what Yan uh, is asking. Uh, right now, I don't think we split them up. I think you give them some time. Armia isn't... He's a flashy player when he wants to be, but typically he's out there making the right decisions at a regular, consistent basis. And I see that from him early in the season, even though this line's not up on the board. I think they can get it done sooner or later. I could see them trying Corey Perry on this line. I could also see them trying Paul Byron on this line. Like Andrew has mentioned, add that speed element to the line, whereas Perry or Armia add that kind of, you know, big body in front of the net, four-check type um type player to that line but right now let's not split them up let's see what they can get done i think they'll uh i think they'll get going here i really think they will uh at blaine potvan underscore thw on twitter asks this is a good one also about tatar uh and blaine runs a very fantastic uh, podcast too at habs unfiltered um great guy met him in person before him and Trey, uh, good people so check out their podcast but he asked if you had to choose between keeping tatar or making room for caulfield which do you do you can't have both this is a really difficult question probably the toughest one i got in this series uh, so for me tatar is proven he's a proven uh, 25 goal scorer in this league. He was our leading point scorer last year. He's up for a contract. He's going to demand a decent amount of money, but you got to think at some point, these guys are really going to want to stay in Montreal. And I think Bergevin's internal cap structure makes it, makes it a little bit easier to maybe keep some of your UFAs. It's not only that. I think Tatar really blends in with this Montreal Canadiens team. I just... I'm not so sure I see this Habs team moving forward without Tatar. I could see them moving forward without a guy that's already in the lineup in Cole Caulfield. I don't know. This is a really difficult one. Tatar's also 30 years old, so is he, is he going to want long-term? How much of that contract is going to really work out for the Canadians? Whereas you have Caulfield, who's you know, 19, 20 years old, has the potential to be an elite goal scorer in the NHL. Maybe you bring up to Foley to replace Tatar on that first line. Then you hope Caulfield can come in and at least fit in on the third line and his skill rises above and, you know, he starts off very strong in the NHL and we can continue on this win now path that we're on right now. I don't know. This is a really tough question. I'd love to know what, uh, what, Blaine, what Blaine's answer would be on that one. At Dardar2341 on Twitter, do you think Suzuki is going to be a point-per-game player this season or in his career? You know what? I think it's easy for me to say yes to that question, and he very well might be. But you know who was only a point-per-game player once in their entire career? Patrice Bergeron. And Nick Suzuki, while being a better skater, while being more skilled... He pays a lot of attention to the defensive side of the game. So if he's going to be doing that through his entire career, is he also going to be able to put up 82 points or more each season? I mean, if he is, that's a oh, that's an incredible Hall of Fame-worthy career he's going to have. Um, so I think I'll say, you know what? Try and be objective here and calm down some hype, even though I love the kid. Uh, he very well could be a point-per-game player. I'll say no. But... The reasons why he won't be is what will make him 
that much better. <laughs> uh, Rocky Hockey on YouTube asks, with the way we are playing this year, which team do you think will be able to stop us come the play come playoffs? We still have a lot to prove here. It's so early in the season. There's quite a few teams who I'm sure could knock us out in the playoffs. And uh, I'll get into that a little while later because I obviously there's still quite a few teams in the NHL that are more proven and better than us uh, until we face them and see how it goes. At DJ Kilo on YouTube asks, can you do a room tour? We'd love to see your memorabilia. You know what? I've been thinking about it over the years, and I think I might do one here eventually and surprise you guys with it. Um, but I like the idea of viewers kind of watching the background and trying to, trying to figure out what's back there as well. Uh, there's a lot of hidden gems, and sometimes the video quality isn't the greatest where you can see them, but every now and then I throw some close-up views in of what's back here. And uh, But you know, I think eventually I will do a a room tour. Uh, just keep an eye out for it. It's going to pop up there randomly one day. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy it because there's some there's some funny stuff. There's some cool stuff. But yeah, thanks for the question. No Respect Podcast on YouTube asks, what is your ultimate goal for the channel? Jeez, two tough questions back to back. You know what? My first goal when I started this channel, you can check my very first video. I said, I want to just do this for one year because I was very goal oriented when I started this channel. I just... And I was nervous about it, and I just said, you know what, let's let's do it. Let's dive in and make this goal. I'm just going to do it for one year and see what happens. And uh, it ended up being a fun season. The Habs, uh, that was 2018-19. Habs went on to almost make the playoffs that year. And uh, my ultimate goal, though, is just to keep having fun, keep providing viewers with, you know, a different type of content that wasn't out there um, before I kind of jumped into the to the YouTube sphere. I mean, the Leafs have always had Steve Dangle. No one was doing it for the Habs, and I'm not comparing myself to him. I have a lot of respect for what he does, but I'm a very different personality. A little bit more laid back. It's not as much yelling, and uh, um, yeah, anyway, it's just it's just fun for me. It's a hobby on the side, and I really hope you guys are enjoying it. I know I'm having fun doing it. Frodo Baggins on YouTube. Where would you rank our team in the entire league, and who would you rank over them? See, this is another tough one, but you know what? In division... I am tempted to put the Calgary Flames ahead of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they're the only team in the North Division that worries me, especially in series-style play. I think they're more than capable of knocking out the Montreal Canadiens in a, in a series. Anyone else in the Canadian Division, I'm very confident in what the Habs can do over seven games. Like, very, very confident. But the Flames... I think they'll give a lot of teams trouble in this division, especially with Markstrom now. That was a huge ad. Goaltending's been... Uh, the question mark for the, the Flames all these last few years, and they've still managed to get into the playoffs each year. They've got a strong team. So uh, in division, the Flames, out of, out of division, Vegas looks really strong. St. Louis looks strong. Mind you, they just lost Petro to Vegas So and get Krugin. So, yeah, but still, recent cup champions. Uh, Vegas recently to the final. So I like what they, they can do. Both of these teams have big players, skill, speed to go along with it. I mean, Colorado, what they're doing, um, all that young skill, all that young talent. They've got some big guys back on D and Eric Johnson and then the young skilled guys too. Uh, Gerard and Kale McCarr. And uh, yeah, what can you say? Nathan McKinnon out there is just an absolute beast. Tampa, I obviously would still put them ahead of us. Uh, maybe Washington, but they just lost Holtby. Um, not so sure their goaltending situation, but I still think they'll be a really strong team and hard to beat. Philly, I think Philly's going to be really difficult. Carter Hart is for real; doesn't have the experience on his back yet, but he can still carry a team when he wants to. And uh, 
like what their defense is doing. They got a lot of strong young players. Uh, Claude Giroux in the middle. They've got the veteran veterans mixed in there as well with Voracek and Giroux. I like how that team's built. And um, yeah, those are the teams I go with. Jeff Head on Facebook, longtime viewer. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, cheers. And I think Frodo was as well. So that's for you as well, Frodo. But Jeff on Facebook, another longtime viewer. Do you think veteran players like Spezza and Perry and Thornton will pull the I'll retire card every time they have to clear waivers to go on taxi squads so no teams claim them? So yeah, that's something we're going to see throughout the season. Um, and I don't think it's the players claiming the, the I'll retire card, but Guys like Spezza and Perry and Thornton have earned that respect in the league so far. And if, you know, a GM calls them and says, hey, you want to play for us? I'll snag you off waivers. If they say no, I feel like the GM's just going to, you know, give them the respect that they've earned at this point. Uh, Josh Fairman on YouTube, my buddy, longtime buddy, went to school with him. Josh Fairman on YouTube asks, who do you think will win the Calder this year? Lots of good options, but don't sleep on Maxime Comtois from the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Obviously, there's your uh, Alex Lafreniere and Tim Stutzla, but uh, Kaprizov in Minnesota is looking good to start the season. There's uh, Sorokin for the Islanders, the goaltender coming over from the KHL. He's a little older, but this is his rookie season. Uh, it's a tough start the other night, but nonetheless, watch out for him. But yeah, my two off the board, but I love Maxime Comtois and what he brings to the league. I don't think he's played his rookie season yet, so if he has, I could be wrong and he might not be even eligible for the Calder, but Maxime Comtois, and don't sleep on Romanov. What he's shown us so far in the in the, in these first couple games, small sample size, but he's an NHL player, and a damn good one at that. Coming from the KHL, he's already used to playing in the, in the pros, and uh, sky's the limit for Romanov. Oh, there was a second question there from Josh Fairman. Am I going to have this, the cooking bacon shirtless guys back on the podcast? Absolutely. They'll be back on at some point. They're just too funny and uh, longtime friends. Got to support them. And I appreciate what they're doing right now. They're on the grind, getting their podcast going. Make sure you check them out. Cooking bacon shirtless on podcast. They're hilarious, hilarious guys. Uh, Talking Habs on YouTube. Brick again. Cheers. Love the channel, buddy. What do you think of Alex Romanov being future partner for Weber even as soon as this year? I think it's going to happen. He's too good to stay on the bottom pair, and we're going to see that through the season, as long as the wear and tear doesn't grind him down. But very smart player in Romanov. I think him and Weber will complement each other fantastically, absolutely fantastically. Could be the future uh, number one pair for the Habs for quite a long time, or one pair A, considering how good Jeff Petrie is, and there's an argument he could be the Habs' number one D right now. Love how our decor is built. Matthew Jarvis on YouTube. What do you think Burge should be, or what do you think Burge should do about Deneau and Tatar by end of season? I want to keep both of them. If I had to pick one, I'd have to go Deneau where he's the center. He's up there in Selkie Talks. Uh, fr French-Canadian leader. Uh, he's been with the team longer than Tatar. Uh... I'd have to I'd have to go to no, but there's just so much that's going to happen in between. Um, we're going to lose a good player in the expansion draft. That might open up some cap space to keep both. Who knows? But uh, I don't think we need to worry about that right now. I, I trust Bergevin in making the decisions. The Habs have a really, really exciting team. Let's just focus on enjoying this hockey and going on a run here. Daybreak six eight four or Daybreak eighty four on YouTube. What was last Habs game you saw live? The last Habs game I saw live. The ticket's up on the wall over here. Drew in on the cover. It was a couple years ago. Habs in Tampa in Montreal. It was the game that went to overtime and Carey Price made that rolling save. I believe it was on Paquette. Um, 
But yeah, that rolling save in overtime where the whole net was open. Uh, they had just gotten a chance. Carey Price rolls and gets the pads over there. I'm at the other side of the arena. All I can see is a gaping net. And all of a sudden, Price's pads in the way. Boom, he makes the save. Byron ends up winning it uh, for them in the shootout. Byron, he clutch, 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 clutch player. N enough cannot be said about Paul Byron and what he brings to the team. Kyle Mazone on YouTube asks, how long have you been a Habs fan? 2002. Uh, I was 11 years old. The first memory I have of sitting down and being stressed watching a Habs game was when they faced the Bruins in the playoffs and ended up knocking them out as the underdog in game seven. It was the series where we had Jose Theodore making that stick save, the controversial one where he may have thrown the stick. I just remember my dad being dialed into that and uh, just really understanding that rivalry at that point. The Richard Zetnik injury happened somewhere around that time frame where he got absolutely crunched in front of the net. He was one of my favorite players at the time. Uh, we were still, uh, Koivu was on the team back then. I think Gilmore might've been on the team. Might be wrong about that, but yeah, just fantastic uh, series. And for the Habs to win as the underdog, um, yeah, and my brother, the two of us, all my brother, myself, and my dad all bonded over that series. So that was uh, that's definitely when I really, truly became a Habs fan. But I remember my grandfather as well being a being a massive Canadians fan, having a, a poster in his hospital room um, in his later years. So that was big, big, big. Um, that was big for me as well growing up. It's just passed down in the lineage. Cody Gilbilly on Instagram asks, I'm not overly impressed with the third line to Foley, KK, or Mia. What are your thoughts on it? They're playing very well defensively, uh, making the right choices out there. KK is aggressive on the four check and his, he's active. His stick is very active, breaking up plays. They hit the post the other night against the Oilers. Toffoli's had his fair share of chances. Those are going to start going in at some point. Uh, he's, he's had quite a few chances. And Armia there, he's just great five on five. He makes the right decision, big body out there. I definitely think this line's going to gel. It's so early in the season to be disappointed with a line. I think we're going to love what this line brings to us. Even if uh, some guys come in and out of that line at some point, like a Byron or a Perry, like I already mentioned. Uh, Adam and Tyne on YouTube asks, are you a fan of any team? Uh, are you a fan of any teams from other leagues? And would you be open to following some EIHL? I think he's some sort of German league he's mentioning here. Um, you know what, man? I'm going to be honest. I, I got two small kids. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, the Mooseheads, a local hockey team here in the QMJHL within the uh, Canadian Hockey League. That's a, you know, a development league for kids that uh, eventually might make it to the NHL or not. But uh, no, I, I haven't followed the uh, EIHL. I don't know if I'll have time to. That's just the honest truth. But I'd love to hear your updates. So provide those to me in the comments if you'd like. I really appreciate the question and uh, the support of the channel. So cheers, Adam and Tyne. Uh, Claude Mark Joseph on YouTube asks, since most of our best players are from trades, I love this question. Since most of our best players are from trades, do you think Trevor Timmons is a good scout? Not all of our best players are from trade. Think Carey Price. Think Brendan Gallagher. These are two very key players for us. Now, I will give it to you a lot of our key players are from trade when you think of Jeff Petrie, Philip Deneau, Thomas Tatar, but specifically when it comes to uh, Nick Suzuki from trade, but specifically when it comes to young players who have come to us in trade, 
Trevor Timmons would have had a lot to do with that as well. Trevor T Trevor Timmons would have known the type of player Suzuki was. These guys have draft lists drafted up, and we've heard Bergevin um, reference them when speaking of players. You know, we had such and such guy ranked number six or seven on our list back in whatever year. So Trevor Timmons is a lot more involved than people think, I, I, I assume, when it comes to scouting not only players for draft, but players for trade as well. So I definitely think Trevor Timmons is a fantastic scout. And then you also think about all these young players he's recently drafted that are coming in and showing promise. Um, and that, uh, you know, we're getting credit for in terms of having a strong um, prospect pool. There's Romanov making an impact now. Primo down in the minors looking really good. Jake Evans in the seventh round. And then, you know, the guys like Caulfield that are coming up. Caden Gooley, a lot of... Uh, praise for that pick. Noah Juleson was going to work out until that injury as well. So long story short, Trevor Timmons is a really good scout. He gets a lot of flack because there were those years where he was drafting late, a lot of late round picks. But other than that, I think he, uh, you know, he's, he's done, he's done right by the Habs. Ben Lomon on YouTube asks, Habs are for, Habs are far more well-rounded team than they have been in the past. But if you had to point out one particular area that needs improvement, from what we've seen so far, what would it be? I kind of mentioned it already, but uh, the face-offs. We gotta be winning face-offs. There's teams in our division, like the Leafs we've seen against us and them against the Sens. They have draws, um, or they have plays drawn up off the face-off. And they're gonna exploit those if we lose those defensive zone draws. So the face-offs need to improve. I think we bring in a veteran center at some point, but it's gonna have to be from within the Canadian division due to quarantine and whatnot. So I'd love to see uh, Uncle Nate Thompson return to the Habs if the Winnipeg Jets happen to fall into the playoff race. Tommy A on YouTube asks, what made you a fan of the Habs? So going back to my grandfather, big Habs fan, um, he ended up in, with Parkinson's late in his life. And I recall in his hospital room when I was a kid, he had a Jocelyn Tebow poster behind his bed. And I kind of questioned that when I was a very young kid. I was probably like three or four when he was in the hospital. No, maybe four or five, but still very young. And uh, I just, someone told me, I can't remember which relative, but your papa absolutely loves the Montreal Canadiens. And boom, from that early of an age, I had that connection and I love them. But then later on, it wasn't until I was, you know, 11, 12, 13, until I really, really dug in to hockey and I was hooked, absolutely hooked ever since. Christian Anthopoulos on YouTube asks, who is your all-time favorite Canadian? I answered this one on one of the last Q&As. I gotta go with Larry Robinson. Uh, I wasn't alive for what he did, but um, love what he did out there on the ice. Gone back and watched his games. And a lot of my uh, older relatives um, kind of have shared their love of hockey with me. And even some of my relatives that are Bruins fan have shared with me how good Larry Robinson was. He's got numerous cups. He was a leader, captain, and uh, cut from the same cloth of, of guys like Shea Weber. That's kind of why I really enjoy Shea Weber as a defenseman. Um, so yeah, Larry Robinson for me. But if Carey Price wins a cup, Boom, he's the top of the list for me. At uh, 13 underscore Liverpool on Twitter asks, which is the better Habs team? 2012 versus Rangers, Eastern Conference Final, or this one? Definitely this one. Um, we were underdogs in that season, happened to make it through. Our center depth was Dayarnay, Placanic. Our, our team, especially on the wing, was a lot of older guys and exiting the prime of their career. We did have Markov and, and Subban back there on D, but I think, you know, Habs got a lot to prove, but I think they're capable of getting back um, to that area of the playoffs. Samuel 
Puplesis. Uh, I might have that wrong. I apologize if I did. Samuel Puplesis on YouTube asked, do you think 2010-11 team could have gone farther in the playoffs? Kind of a random question. I'm going to have to say no. They bowed out in the first round there, and it was before the Bergevin days. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think. If you, if you bow out round one, I think you deserve to. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Thanks again for the 3,000 subs. I appreciate you all. Lots to come on this channel. Keep an eye out for my game re game reaction videos and uh, tr transaction analysis whenever something big goes down here. And like I mentioned, just filmed up a <laughs> just filmed a fantastic episode of Buzzed Up and Baked with. Uh, some surprise guests and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. That's my new series here where I just invite people to come sit down, have a beer, have a toke and talk some hockey. And that's what we did tonight. I can't wait to release that episode to you guys and announce who the guests were. So cheers and uh, go Habs, go baby. <laughs>